the floor of the ocean, the gurgle of water as it moves almost alive through the thick forest of kelp, swaying in the refracted light of a full moon. Everything is looser down here. A flash of brightness bounces off jeweled sea anemone hues. Webbed fingers move dreamily through soft sand, shifting easily in the current. A mermaid in a good mood. She glides, lost in the swelling of her own heart, across the bed of the sea. None of the minnows scatter. She belongs here. Finally, she arrives. Her hair flattens against her scalp as a set of dark, shiny marble eyes and pointed ears break the waterline. A pier, a boardwalk, a summer night where people walk arm in arm with their lovers. Children lick pink and yellow ice cream as they perch on father's shoulders. The mermaid, Naya, finds no joy in this and bobs her way over to the dock, seeking the thing she has journeyed here for. She clings to the dock pillar, barnacled, muscled, slimy. Her eyes close. Any time now. How's everyone doing tonight? Her smile explodes. He's here. He sips his beer. Okay, so, uh, just something to warm you up. The musician plucks at his guitar. He sings, occasionally pausing to nurse his drink. As the hours melt away, Naya shifts, floating, keeping one ear resting above the water, as close as possible to the waterfront bar where her beloved unknowingly serenades her. Her expression is one of absolute contentment. He plays song after song, taking some breaks, but always returning to sing of love and adventure and the sea. No one seems to be paying attention talking over his performance. Naya doesn't mind. This is just for her. All right, folks, that's all for me tonight, but uh, get home safe, and I hope you liked it. Footsteps above her. She follows him to the edge of the dock. Now comes the best part. The singer rests on the railing, sways, and lets out a deep sigh. It's the best kind of night. The tide is high and the planks of the dock are so close. She takes a deep inhale of water and reaches up. The very tips of her fingers rest on the bottom of the wood where her bard rests his weight. A perfect moment. Naya holds the strenuous pose, fingers extended to their capacity until she begins to shake, needing water, muscles trembling from effort. She gives out. Who's there? He looks around, down at the ocean. Nothing. His concerns, however, are water-soluble and dissipate. With a shrug, he walks back towards the bar. Naya looks up at the dock from under the water, full of longing, clutching her fingertips that were so close to him. She looks as if she might cry if mermaids were able to do such a thing. 
She has to go home now. Far out to sea, the moon has donned a cloud cover, denying her light. Naya floats on the current as well as her yearning, deeper into the brine. Whale song cuts through the thick atmosphere. They're sucking in plankton and guppies somewhere in the deep, and calling, ever calling echoing through the dark. But not all mermaids need light to see. I know where you've been. Naya is taken off guard by the voice, but relaxes, irritated in recognition. You've come to mock me. Sister Moray, a tail resembling a seahorse with a prominent spine ridge to match the color of her skin too close to brine for comfort. You make mocking too easy, child. You never see me coming. Is that all? You shallow water merfolk are so adorable. Short-sighted, obsessive, all shine. No substance. Naya looks down at her tail, ashamed of its soft, fleshy texture. What do you have to offer past your glimmer? I would like to be alone now. I thought you never wanted to be alone again. Isn't that what you want, to drown the crooner? How do you know my thoughts? <laughs> oh, you're just too easy. Naya doesn't move. Marry the minstrel, 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 marry the minstrel. Sister? Hmm? Why do you ask me of this? Sister Moray lowers her head while keeping her gaze. Do you know how big the world is? How long time is? Should you see all the world and all of time as I see, you would need your jokes too. <laughs> Besides, I never want to see you unhappy. You're too pretty to be sad. Leave that to the ugly ones like me. Naya stares, bright-eyed and shiny. The sister need not hide herself from a shallow water like Naya. 
After all, their hearts are only deep enough for one thing at a time. What do you want, Seer? I want to give you everything you want, Naya. Some of us deserve that. Sister Moray slips a perfect glass orb into Naya's delicate palm. What is- Naya looks up mid-sentence to see that the sister is gone. She frowns at this new object. Naya continues her journey back to her burrow. An underwater cave. A small opening leads to a vertical cave marked with ledges and craters, lit up with bioluminescence. At the top rests an air pocket on the final ledge. Nothing rests there. What use would a mermaid have for dryness? Naya rests on one of the many ledges in her home. She cradles her new treasure. Peering into it, she begins to see a scene. Two people? Like those from the boardwalk? No, somewhere else. She frowns at the globe. What is this? I'm trying my best, okay? That voice, could it be? Your best? You don't have a job! I'm a musician! Fuck! Someone needs to appreciate my art. You don't pay rent, Brady! I don't know how much longer I can keep telling my mom you're getting back on your feet! She's offering me her guest bedroom! Brady! His name is Brady! Brady's face screws up. Naya's face melts. Brady! My love! Oh, my love! Can you hear me? Hello? Are you there? How much do you spend at the bar every night? You're drunk right now! I can smell it! I'm trying my best! Brady slams his bottle down, shattering it on the floor. The woman sees us up, frightened now. Sorry. You're just not giving me any credit. The woman is trying not to cry. She leaves and closes a door behind her. My darling, if you can hear me, you're even more beautiful than I imagined from under your feet. Brady goes to the door and tries to open it. It's locked. Claudia? Claudia, open the door! Fuck! I can't talk to you when you're like this! Open the damn door! Ugh, fine. Be that way, bitch. Brady walks out of the room. Naya's mouth hangs open in awe. She's found him at last. The dark of night and the deep, Naya races through the current. Sister Moray? Sister Moray? Yes, child? Naya stops in her tracks, but is carried forward by her momentum. She swims back to the voice. Sister Moray, sister, please, please help me have him. I want him so badly. He's so beautiful, and I just want to hear him sing forever. Oh? I love him so much. I've never felt like this before. He's so beautiful, and I'm so beautiful, and we could be so beautiful together. Oh, it's all I want. Sister Moray smiles, her toothy smile. Well, I do want you to have everything you want. Naya, so wrapped in her desires, clings to Sister Moray's waist. She is blind to everything but her goal. What do I do? 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 You take the looking glass and you break it.
I see him. Sister Moray puts her mouth to Naya's ear. You get very close. Thank you, sister. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Naya begins to swim away when... Oh, Naya. She turns. Remember that a dead man can't sing. Naya has a horrified moment of realization. What will this mean for their marriage? She adopts a look of resolve. Now go! The sister shoves Naya towards the current, and Naya dashes into it, getting to the bar as fast as she can. Sister Moray watches her go, and after a moment, shudders with pleasure. It goes around, it comes around, 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 it goes around, it comes The dock in the morning, Naya has traveled for hours and arrives at the break of dawn. She nestles herself into the cranny of a rock and waits. In her glass, she sees her singer, her Brady, wake on the couch, groggy with hangover. His hand hurts. There's a hole in the wall. Naya blooms with joy, watching him wake. The whole day, her eyes never stray from the glass, following his every movement. Night falls. The boardwalk is thundering with footsteps of tourists and families. They talk of fireworks and picnics, and they hold no sway over Naya. Brady steps into the bar. He adjusts his guitar strap. How's everyone doing tonight? No one responds. Do you want your damn music or not? This catches people's attention, including the bartender who scowls at him. Brady starts angrily strumming his guitar. He plays for about half an hour until... Brady looks up and trails off. Claudia stands by the door. She offers a pained smile at Brady. She has two suitcases with her. Claudia? Claudia has a bruise across her cheek. Brady looks down at his fist. The hole in the wall. Did he do that? Claudia opens her mouth to say something, then thinks better of it. She takes her keys out of her jacket pocket and passes it to the bartender. He takes them familiarly. Brady stands in stunned silence. The whole bar is silent, eyeing the interaction. She goes for the door and, with one last glance over her shoulder, she's gone. Wait! 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 He runs to the door but can't get through fast enough. By the time he gets there, she's nowhere to be seen. Naya holds her crystal ball closer. Yes, 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 you're so close! Claudia! Claudia! Brady drops to the ground on the dock, banging his guitar in the process. Brady drags himself out onto the dock. A foggy night. No starlight. Some of the patrons are looking through the window, perplexed at this musical drunkard. He leans against his usual spot on the railing, 
seeking some comfort and familiarity as the salty tears quiver from his downturned cheeks into the blue. As he plants himself on the dock, Naya finds her chance. She pulls back her arm and with all her force smashes the orb into the barnacled pillar, shattering it into air. The bubbles from the break rise up through the sea, freeing themselves into the sky, leaving a smell that lingers around Brady's sniffling nose. He catches a whiff and he stops, standing upright, almost hypnotized. Naya holds her breath, waiting, already so accustomed to her constant spying that this return to blindness and imagination causes too much suspense. The bartender goes outside, taking a deep breath. He's going to talk to him, only to see Brady adjust his guitar strap over his chest and take a running leap at the edge of the dock. Brady! Hallelujah! Naya propels herself to his newly descending body and wraps herself around his torso, weighing him down. She knows she needs to get him as far out to sea as possible before he wakes. They are off like a rocket! Oh my god. Call somebody! Naya bobs and weaves, holding her unconscious prince until she finally reaches her nearby cave. She has to get into the air pocket. She pushes up, up, up into the bioluminescence of her cave when finally... Break. She leverages his body, guitar attached and waterlogged onto the stone. He vomits water and begins to finally breathe again. She sinks back down, panting. Her face erupts into joy. She did it. Hours later, the churning of water. Brady's eyes shoot open. He sits up. Nothing is there. He goes to talk, but coughs. His throat gruff from water. Uh, <coughs> Hello? Hello, Brady. Whoa. Who said that? Sister Moray glides under the water but is heard perfectly in Brady's head. It appears you've been adopted. What's going on? You have lots of time to mull this over, but what happened is this. A pretty little mermaid has stolen you into her cave. Sister Moray's curled tail unfurls above the water, showing it to Brady. She wanted to drown you as her husband, as is our custom. But I had a better idea for the useless man, the cruel man, the worst kind of man who hits and screams and bruises. What are you even talking about? Sister Moray raises only her eyes above the line to stare lidless and black and eternal into Brady's shallow little eyes. I am the one who sees all. 
and knows all and gives all and takes all and I saw fit to give you to Naya because the world is a better place without you. Come back here. What are you- Naya pops up from under the water, as if unaware of Sister Moray's presence in her home. Naya drops a fish onto the landing, as an offering. Will you sing for me? Uh... Brady is confused, then notices his guitar next to him, full of water. He dumps it out. She stares at him excitedly. Sing, or I'll take your fish back. Brady shivers in fear and confusion. This must be a dream. A horrible dream. I love you so much. Won't you sing for me? He looks at her and swallows hard. Brady strums his guitar and begins to hum a morning song. As he sings, the sun comes up on the world above. Two people stand alone at the dock. It's Claudia and the bartender. The last people alive, still waiting for Brady to change. The last people he let down. Claudia's bruise has shrunk to a crescent moon under her eye. Soon, it'll be gone forever. The pair look over the ledge into the water, and after sharing a look, drop a loose bouquet of flowers into the slapping, shimmering waves. They wait a moment before walking away for the last time. The flowers sink into the deepest of blues, one by one, forgotten. The End Today's episode, A Mermaid Story, was written, directed, produced, and edited by Greta McKenna Gibson. Under the Table is brought to you by Oh Boy Productions, executive producer Max Reimer, and patrons like you. If you like our show, please consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Greta's Table. Today's episode features the voices of Rachel Waterlow as Naya, Tyus Bro as Brady, Kira Barnes as Sister Moray and Claudia, Matthew Woods as the bartender, and hosted by Greta McKenna Gibson. Thank you to the crew at Oh Boy Productions. Questions? Comments? Big ideas about underwater world building? Send us an email at underthetableapodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>